welcome to episode 116 of the CGM podcast. This week I have, of course, the same people, Phil yep. and Wayne. That's incredibly boring. That, what? <laughs> the same. I'm getting tired of introducing it's the two the of you. same old people. It's just like, yeah, we're, no, no, not, 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 not the fact that, you know, not your introduction, just the fact that it's, you know, it's like still me yeah. and Phil is incredibly boring. Uh, I'm sorry. Next year, we'll just, or next week, we'll, well find you know, someone. People only want to listen to Phil. So. That's not true. At we all. could just make it a Phil cast. Yeah, that's no, true. All no, Phil, no, all no, the time. No, exactly. No, yeah. no, 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 yeah. no. No one wants to hear that. Same Phil time, same not Phil chat. Not even you guys. Yeah. We wouldn't be sitting here otherwise. <laughs> we love you, Phil. <laughs> oh, Chucks, thanks so much. Phil is the only reason that people come to these podcasts. Sure. Yeah. yeah. See, even Phil so, agrees. Yeah. It can't be for me because I'm so busy just trying to get into the freaking destiny. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Wayne has been trying all afternoon yeah. to get into the Destiny beta, even yeah. though it's Friday. Even though it's Friday, and mm. the uh, PlayStation Network collapsed on Thursday. <laughs> but in this reality, the collapse still went on even into Friday. Mm. You just confused the hell out of some people. Yeah. In reality, it's Thursday, and yeah. Wayne wants into well, the this, beta. This, this, is, this, is the, this is the quantum broadcast. Right. So, you know, this, this was one particular quantum variant of the universe where the PlayStation Network stayed down for well over 24 hours. Maybe we fell into another world. Ah, yep. oh, what a yep. shame. No, see, she just made a terrible joke about that <laughs> game that we were playing earlier, which I'll talk about. Oh, yeah. Another the, world. The one with all the shin attacks. The knee attacks. All right, we're going to start off with, we have actually a fair amount of news this week. I know Wayne was really excited to bring up, oh, God, what was it? Oh, Amazon, things, uh, wasn't it, though? You yeah, wanted to talk about Amazon. Amazon. Yeah, it's, it, it's kind of tech. Well, okay, it is tech. It's just only kind of tendentially related well, to Well, people at this table read, so this we is, can discuss This it. is important news, yeah. So it's like this week, um, Amazon has announced what they're calling Kindle Unlimited. <laughs> Amazon which Netflix. Which is basically Netflix for books. Oh. Which is basically one more final, final but, nail in the coffin for physical bookstores and possibly it, libraries. Because yeah. really, you know, it's like if you're paying like, you know, 10 bucks to get unlimited access to the entire Amazon library, it's mm-hmm. like, why would you ever go to a bookstore okay. again? No. It won't be rotating books, so it will honestly be every freaking book well, they have. Well, I mean, I, I guess we'll, we'll have to see like, you know, the exact, like, you know, nothing is absolutely set in stone yet. They're just announcing the service and that is coming and that is going to be like that less than $10 a month. a but, lot of books. But yeah, I mean, this, this obviously has serious implications for every physical bookstore yeah. existence. I don't care for that one bit. Yeah. I also just don't like reading on Kindles or tablets. But that's the thing is, the, the people who don't like it, it won't affect bookstores, because there are still people who don't want to use a tablet, right? Yeah, see, mm-hmm. it's like, I don't like reading on tablets, but I do like reading on Kindles. The thing is, it's not going to affect the bookstore, because people who already have tablets already had tablets. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to make people run out and buy tablets for reading. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it is going to make people like you know less likely to but they already have they had kindles are already less likely to go to bookstores yeah but you know it's like with well i guess it kind of depends i mean it's like you know here they're going to be reading even more but paying less that's the thing is it's going to affect it's going to affect publishers probably and writers not necessarily bookstores yeah well i mean we'll see how it goes Mm -hmm. like you know it's if if you know you sort of weigh how many how many books you go through in a month and because you know it's like kindle unlimited won't be limited to just like you know tablets and smartphones you know it's like it's not like this is a high memory application mm-hmm. you'll be able to run this on your desktop computer just as easily as you can run it on like your laptop i didn't even thought about so, that so you know for people like that where it's just like okay so i spend like 30 or 40 dollars per month on books or 
just Kindle. get Kindle Unlimited and pay $10 a month and read all the books I want. See, I just right. figured but it would be for the Kindle device. Yeah, and I also think it will be dependent on whether or not it is actually the full library or That's the thing. selection of books. If yeah. it's a full I library... It's hard to believe it will be full library because Amazon will still want to be selling books and digital downloads. Yeah, that's, a th- that's what I would expect. Yeah, it may yeah. be just a rotating library. Yeah, not to mention the fact that, you know despite the mighty powerful fist that Amazon owns, they do have to get permission from the authors and publishers to yeah. include them in this free service that would destroy the print industry. Mm-hmm. And, you know, without books, the service is going to be useless. Yeah, I know, but they said the same thing about the music industry. And, yeah, like, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Music's yeah. still around. <laughs> yeah. So, we'll, I mean... You know, you can you can throw all the commonsensical arguments you want, but you know, it's like they were throwing them around with the music industry as well, and those guys got hit hard. And we do still have services like Music Unlimited on Sony and Spotify and all of these other places mm-hmm. where people can just go and listen to all of the music they want without having to buy every single individual piece of music. Mm-hmm. So true, but so, we also had the radio before. Yeah, exactly. So and we had the libraries before. But precedents have been set. Yes. So we'll yeah. we'll just have to. I mean, it 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 could go completely different because. Maybe the publishing industry actually has learned lessons from the music industry. Although yeah. the way it's been going lately, it doesn't seem like they have. Mm-hmm. On a customer like, level, I hope it is just the entire library. Yeah, because I will buy so, it. Yeah, and see, use like that—that's yeah. one of those things. It's—it's it's great for the consumer. Maybe not actually necessarily great for the content. Creators. As the fact that we work at a publishing yeah. house as well, not necessarily mm-hmm. the but best. For the thing. customers, it's fantastic. Yeah. So. But I think again, it just comes down to preference of reading on tablet or smart mm-hmm. which I don't it, think is still I still don't think is it's superior catching on to a though it is of course but I just I don't know I don't I don't see books completely disappearing I, I loved reading books and I loved having physical books but yeah. my eyes are getting worse so I ended up buying a tablet and it's yeah. so much better <laughs> because now I can actually make well, print bigger and I can oh, yeah, read it yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like for for people with like and, vision problems yeah, tablets so eliminate that or space problems if you, have, yeah, if you have space problems and then there's space, yeah. 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 And then there's a whole thing about, like, you know, yeah, how many kids these days are still, you know, physically reading books versus just reading things on screen. Anyway. They're probably like, mm-hmm. what the hell is that? Yeah. It's a book. Mm-hmm. What? So, yeah. Bummer. It's very possible that they have, like, just some of their older books are in the library, and the things that are still bestsellers you won't be able to yeah. access. Yeah, I could see that happening. Yeah, that makes sense. Like, they would obviously, they could put all public domain things yeah. on that easily. Well, they can do that without having to of have course, a yeah, yeah. It's a good point. service. <laughs> Android does that already. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Touche. Touche. Yeah, we'll we'll see what happens, but like mm-hmm. it's 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 one of those things. It's Amazon. Mm-hmm. They do have they a lot of power. Be really aggressive mm-hmm. when they want to be about mm-hmm. these things. So, I mean, you know, it's like you know, I never thought that they would actually be a viable competitor in the tablet space, but you know, mm-hmm. it's like, thanks to Kindle Fire, Kindle Fire, and all of those other things. It's like you know they're making better inroads into yep. tablets than Microsoft is mm-hmm. with their stuff. So mm-hmm. you know it's like that's kind of scary to me that Amazon came in new to the game and they actually started showing up Microsoft in <laughs> an area that should be you know theirs to rule. Mm-hmm. So Wayne, for a somewhat literate person, you seem pretty excited about this. No, I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. Not excited. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's really just more like I'm. I'm wondering, yeah, like, you know, what's what's going to happen to the people who are actually, like, you know, writing this stuff because, you know, if people aren't buying the individual books anymore, then, you know, it's like, how are the people who are writing these things actually making their money? Mm-hmm. Well, let's see, the, the shows that go on to Netflix still make money, right? So there's got to be just the same business plan as books, it's which true. I think would mean that they would be out for a little while before they could be shoved onto the, the Kindle store yeah. or the free Kindle. Yeah, what's mean, it called? I, I, <laughs> 
I Kindle Unlimited. Yeah, I yeah. I, I just see it as being similar to like you know what's happening in the music industry where you've got all of those you know smaller artists who like you know were trying to put their stuff out and they kind of you know half contributed to the collapse of the industry because they were like you know it's like well yeah I'll take advantage of the internet and then all of a sudden it's like oh my god you guys are like putting free music out there it's like stop it but mm. you know, it's like it's too late Pandora's box got opened you're going to see the same thing with like you know the self publishers who are like you know really really angry at not getting published by all the big guys mm-hmm. and then they take advantage of this and then all of a sudden everybody is like well you know I really yeah, don't need to read well written books mm-hmm. you know it's like as, as long as I'm getting books to read mm-hmm. then you know it's like isn't that good enough and no you know, yeah <laughs> And then all of a sudden it's just like, you know, yeah, you know, like literacy and quality control just takes a nosedive because you've got all of these people so desperate to get their stuff out there no matter what. And yeah. then we that, end up with more Waynes who are only half literate. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, then, and then you end up with people like me who's like, I don't even need to read anyway. Yeah. So. And there's also a time factor worth considering as well because one can only read so many books in a month yeah. versus one can listen to dramatically more music and yeah. watch dramatically more if movies. If it's a rotating library, you'd have to finish that, like the books that you're reading in that month before they rotate out of exactly. there. I would hope that they'd leave them up for longer than yeah. a month, right? So I've been reading the same book for like 10 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so we'll see what happens. Ooh, boy. All right. Any yeah. more positive news stories? Um, well, no. um, yeah, actually... <laughs> You may or may not think that this is a big deal. Okay. I think that this is a big deal, but this simultaneously makes me sad. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Koei Tecmo, positive. Tecmo Koei, however you want to pronounce. Actually, these days I think it's technically they're Koei Tecmo all they around. Koei, mm-hmm. yeah. um, they have shown off a new trailer finally for a new Fatal Frame game. Oh, cool! Wii U. Cool. A new Fatal Frame game. It's like I saw the trailer and it's it's really really good. Like most Fatal Frame games, it looks like it's going to be absolutely terrifying. Mm-hmm. The only problem is, is that right now it's only being announced for like a Japanese release. Yeah. So yeah, there's that, absolutely no guarantee that it's going to come to the to North America. It's like well, Fatal I, Frame Four still isn't out here. Is yeah, it? but I think so, if it's a Wii U exclusive, just yeah. by virtue of the fact that Wii U is starving for content, hopefully yeah. that will change their minds because yeah. the trailer looks really, yeah, really yeah, good. Yeah, it's yeah. so freaky. Yeah. In that you know, it's like really creepy Japanese J horror way that only the Japanese can do. But yeah, it's like, I just took a look at the trailer and I was I was so happy. It was just like. It, it, it is going to be, like, a frightening experience. Very nice. Very nice. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, also, um, this is kind of silly news. Yep. I um, like it. Ubisoft has announced uh, their latest hire. Mm-hmm. And um, this guy goes by the title Chief Parkour Officer. Mm. <laughs> is it the cop who did all the watchdog stuff? Uh, he's, he's, it's, it's the, it's the, uh, parkour dude who's actually been working on and off with Ubisoft for years now, thanks to Assassin's Creed and mm. all of their other various mm. games that require parkour. He, mm. he was always their consultant, so now they've just decided we're just oh, going to so he's not, wait, he's not full-time. even the one doing the parkouring. He's a consultant? Well, which would also mean that he's demonstrating the parkouring because he is a parkour guy. Okay, yeah. Because, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I know that for what, for Watch Dogs, they had a cop, a Montreal cop doing Aiden stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yes, this dude is actually going to be, like, their official parkour officer. That's bizarre. <laughs> That's so bizarre. Yeah. And, uh, you know, like... I, I suppose I just, it makes sense. As these games know. get more realistic, you need more human yeah. test subjects. So for, his, his yeah. name is Michael Zernow. Right on. And, um, yeah, it's like a... He's he's got a unique job. He's, he he does have a unique job. Yeah. I mean, it's like, you know, he's, he's what do you do? He's a hardcore right. officer. He's in, like Assassin's Creed Unity, and you know, it's like all the other stuff. I'm I'm sure that they probably brought him in as well for a bit of parkouring stuff for mm-hmm. Watch Dogs when that came out. But like you know, just just imagine that you get paid 
basically just, you know, it's like run around on rooftops. And then after that, they put you in a mocap suit and have you pretend run around on rooftops. <laughs> and this is your job. That's your official title. You're a parkour officer for Ubisoft. Not bad. <laughs> Worst ways to make a living. Except yeah, there's, there's got to be a really, really quick age burnout on that job. A what? Age burnout? I yeah, that, that's I would presume true. a 50-year-old I mean, like, you know, can't do parkour one, very one, well. One, one twisted ankle, know. and I guess yeah. it's like it's you know, it's kind of all over for a while. Yeah. So. But still, good luck to that guy. Yeah. <laughs> In a week from now, I'd be like, that guy lost his job because he twisted <laughs> his ankle. It's like, oh, no, he's dead. Yeah, he, just, yeah, yeah. Like, he died like pretty much instantly, yeah. actually. Um, he, he fell off one building and it was just all over. So. <laughs> cool. Okay. Also, um, bad news for Phil, but good news for Microsoft. Uh, Microsoft has announced. This is it's interesting the way that they're phrasing this. Yeah. Is that the uh, sales in June for uh, the Xbox One have doubled? Uh, but um, that still doesn't actually mean that it beat out the PS4 in sales. Okay. Good. <laughs> so. Good. 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 Yeah, because they, they don't just want meant to. more aggressive EB. Well, I because I mean, <laughs> like the, the other thing is that you know it's like it's it's easy for them to say their sales doubled in June because their sales were really not great. Yeah. In like May. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like yeah, not not spectacular at all. Yeah. Mostly because once people knew about the price drop, they were like, well, you know, why should I buy an yeah, Xbox yeah, One yeah, now? Yeah, so, of course, of course. Yeah. So, you know, it's like if, if your competitor sold, like, you know, 1,000 and you, mm. you sold 20 the month before and then you sell 40 the next yeah. month, you're saying, hey, you're our sales saying, doubled. Yeah, but you know. it was like 40 versus, like, you know, 100,000 is like, mm. I'm not saying that the Xbox One sold only 40 Of course they know, did like well. Units, but, uh, yeah, you know, it's like the fact that they doubled up from, like, a really poor month of sales. Yeah. It's like, you know, that's, you know, it's like not a great thing. But yeah. saying that your sales doubled sounds good in a press release. Yeah, definitely. And that's what yeah. you're saying. Yeah. Uh, well, good however, for them. on the piggyback of that, they're also cutting loose 18,000 people I saw that. at Microsoft yeah. in general. Um, most of that 18,000 is coming from the recently acquired Nokia. Mm. So it, uh, which is not a surprise. I mean, yeah. like, you know, you, you buy a company and you suddenly have like a lot of redundancies and you're not going to cut loose the people who've been with the company all this time. No. So you're going to cut loose the people that you just bought. And, yeah. You know, tell them you guys are out of a job. Yeah. See us, yeah. So, Piggybacking along with that, Microsoft news is also the fact that uh, now all of that um, future television content that was going to be broadcast on the Xbox One, it's like uncertain future now. It's like, you know, they've, they've started on the Halo mm -hmm. thing, so the Halo thing is still happening. They've got a few other projects that were also already in pre-production, mm -hmm. but anything after that, you know, these big grandiose plans to try and turn the Xbox One almost into like a brand new television network, mm -hmm. that's all off the table now. Yeah. So because well, they got to sell some Xboxes before and, they can well, start thinking and, and about also that. it's because their new CEO is doing what a new CEO does, which is like you know I'm putting my stamp down on the company, mm. I'm cleaning house, mm -hmm. and the house is definitely getting cleaned. Well, oh well. Which you know again that that's no big surprise. Yeah. When you get new management in, changes are going to happen. Yep. And now we're finally starting to see those changes. So. Yeah. So yeah, Microsoft is uh, yeah. So to you, eighteen thousand guys, it's like sorry. <laughs> yeah, it's a bummer. Yeah. But, oh boy. You know, like, yeah, but you know, it's like the Xbox division looks like it's going to be relatively safe. There's, there's like, you know, no plans to like put that on the chopping. Yeah, even though we joke about them being very unsuccessful, obviously in the grand scheme of things, they're doing fine. Yeah. 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 They're yeah. probably not going to be number one in this current console generation. No, but, but that you know, doesn't like, mean they won't survive. Yeah. Either, so. Sony wasn't number one last time, and they seem to do pretty okay. With yeah, the they situation. did okay. They, yeah. they bounced back. It took yeah. a while, but yeah. they did bounce back. So yeah, Microsoft can do exactly the same thing. Yeah. 
And um, finally, the last bit of news that I want to discuss, Thor is a woman. Yep. You didn't hear about Oh, yeah, this? yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I thought you said Thor is a woman. <laughs> Thor. And as I look Thor up, a woman. I thought on the screen that was a boob. And I was like, yeah, just yeah. like, what the heck? <laughs> Thor is a woman. I thought you said Thor is a woman no. at first. And I was very confused. Thor. Yes, I heard about this. The mighty Thor is yeah, a woman. I heard about this. Okay. And also... Um, Big-breasted Viking. Yeah, yeah. And also at the same time, um, they're planning on making Captain America Falcon. an African-American. He's Falcon, yep. isn't he? Yeah, he's going to yeah. be Falcon's going to take over Captain America. So big changes at Marvel. Um, big politically correct changes in yeah. Marvel. Yeah. So we're we're getting that you know ethnic diversity. That's yep. You know, and the boob diversity too. Political correctness. They yep. still need an Asian hero. Yeah, that's, that's true. true. Yeah, that's they, true. They don't have an Asian hero. So. Maybe Ant Man. Everyone forgets about the Asians. I don't know why that yeah. is. Yeah. They'll create a new hero. They'll call well, it. Well, because they have because they have ma- they have manga. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Usually in the manga they all look American yeah, anyway. Just bought Sailor Moon and is bringing her into the Marvel universe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'd have some sort of small heart yeah. attack. Don't so, yeah. make Mal too excited. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure if I'd like or hate Sailor that. Sailor Moon teaming up with the Black <laughs> because, Widow. Because then, cause then technically Disney would own Sailor Moon. I'm not sure I would yeah. enjoy that. Sailor Moon punching out Storm and Rogue. It's pretty family friendly. No, it's, they have. Well, there's a lesbian couple. There's a transvestite. There's a few. I need to jump back into Sailor Moon, clearly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah lesbian couples, transvestites. Oh, it's, you what, know. it's what was always lacking yeah. before. There's a gay couple. Like a, like a male. A dude and a dude. Yeah, but yeah. They, all that got cut out for the American stuff. So I won't let Disney buy Marvel, hence Marvel buying Sailor Moon. Well, fortunately, yeah. it's not happening. You <laughs> so, never know so with Disney. Disney might oh, just know. buy yeah. Japan yeah, at this Disney, point. Disney might buy Sailor Moon. You know, it's <laughs> like true. they could, and then you know, it's like they'll hand it off to like I don't know Pixar and turn it into like a CG movie. Yeah, yeah. That'd be really adorable, though. Sa- Sailor Moon, as done by Disney and Pixar. It would be. I would yeah. see it. I would definitely see it. I would see it. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, shall you? Yeah, I, I missed out on the whole Sailor Moon thing. And now you can't that watch was, it because your wife after, is like, uh-uh. Yeah, that mm-hmm. was just after my time. So it's like when Sailor Moon came out, I was like, nope, nope, not going to watch it. And I'm still not watching No it. magical girl for yeah. Wayne. Aww. Yeah, but Thor, woman. Stripped yeah. of his powers. Be, turned into a woman. Let's go. Be, well, it's like, yeah, Thor, Thor, like from, uh, see, this, this is the part that amazes me. It's like, we are now living in a world where Time Magazine, mm-hmm. of all publications, mm-hmm. considers this story big enough mm-hmm. that they send a reporter to get more details. Mm-hmm. And so what, you know, Time Magazine has already dug up is that somehow... Thor is no longer worthy of the hammer, mm-hmm. and so one of the women in his life is mm-hmm. the one that picks up the hammer, and Mjolnir or Mjolnir or however it's pronounced, Mjolnir finds that woman worthy, and she becomes the new Thor. Mm-hmm. So, do you think geeks are happy that Time Magazine has looked into this, or are we upset that the culture becomes so mainstream? Um, it's probably a divided reaction. I think we're, I think we're inching towards a tipping point, but at the moment, it's just sort of elation that people care. I think there will be a saturation. Are you related that people care? I'm not related to people. I think, yeah, definitely. Although I am enjoying the movies very, very much. Yeah, I enjoy the movies very much. I'm, I like that I can like read a comic book in a coffee shop and not feel embarrassed about myself. Oh, Phil, you should never That's a feel big embarrassed. Start. No, you should always feel embarrassed about reading comic book <laughs> in public. No, no, you should feel embarrassed if you go sit on Starbucks in your laptop. Yeah, yeah Then yeah, feel yeah. embarrassed. Yeah, that too. Oh, that okay. too. So I, yeah, no, I do. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, it's just nice simply because um, you know more eyeballs on this culture means more resources to do it in grandiose ways but again at a certain point there will be a saturation point it'll be watered down it'll get terrible and yeah. that'll be a problem and but the pendulum will swing we're not there yet so we're, we're getting there though yeah. but Thor is a woman so, mm-hmm. yeah. yep that's a thing or going to be that's a definite so. thing alright I'll um, that's good transitionary material into my news first one is um, 
there was an interview with uh, Roberto Orki this week, who's the sort of one of the top screenwriters on the Sony's new Spider-Man franchise. Yeah. And I know, but this is good news from that perspective, which is that Amazing Spider-Man 2 is officially the lowest grossing Spider-Man film of all time. The <laughs> second lowest grossing Spider-Man film of all time but is Amazing Spider-Man 1. Okay. Now, when you factor in the fact that both those movies have 3D ticket inflation that the other movies that were released 10 years ago do not have, what you have there is a big old disaster on Sony's hand. And what yeah. Orky is saying is that at the moment, all work has ceased on Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man 3. Sony, yes. does, Sony doesn't know what to do, Let and they're looking into other options. So there is a very slim but very exciting possibility of Spider-Man being allowed to return to Marvel. Okay. God willing. Or they just let Sam Raimi back. Or Yeah, that too. That would be good too. But so yeah, that's what's going on. Like pretty well, they they've kind of thrown up their hands. They've They're admitted kind of lost. Yeah, they've admitted we don't know what we're doing. We've done we've we've done we've done bad by this iconic character who should have been an easy uh, an easy sell. And uh, yeah, things aren't looking good um, from Sony's perspective. But for the rest of us, great. And my feeling with it is that. <clears throat> like the way it stands, they didn't even say how much Amazing Spider-Man Two costs, which my guess would be somewhere near the three hundred million range. Plus, Jeez. you're looking at another two hundred million for marketing. So they spent somewhere in between four hundred and five hundred million dollars and made back seven hundred. So that's not a huge profit. Yeah, definitely not. So my feeling, if but you make a great Spider-Man movie, you make a billion easy. So my feeling is what they should do, and again, no one's listening to me, nor will they, nope. but my feeling is that Sony and uh, Sony should cut a deal with Marvel where they will, uh, Sony will co-finance and they'll split the profits. And then they could be putting in $200 million as opposed to 500 and getting back, you know. So basically, Sony should co-finance with Disney. Exactly. Since when you say Marvel, you mean Disney. Exactly. Point, yeah. Exactly. So. They should do that. Well, Marvel's still an independent entity. I have to chime in here. Uh, yeah. Even though it technically didn't make as much as the other things, it still made $705 million. Yeah. That's a lot of money. It is a lot of money. Yeah, no, it's not like it bombed. Definitely not. But, like Compared I was saying, the other they, they spent somewhere in the neighborhood of $500 million on that. They did? How'd you find this out? Well, because they won't really release what the budget is, which that's, would suggest... That's weird. Which would mean it's somewhere between 250 and $300 because that's what those gigantic movies that you throw cash at like yeah. that cost... Then, when the marketing for something like that, at this point, globally, you're looking at somewhere between That's true. global marketing. At this point, you're looking at somewhere in the range of 200 million as well. Mm. So, yeah, at that point, yeah, you're looking at they maybe made 200 million dollars off that, which is not nearly enough to make a Spider-Man movie. However, you split profits with Marvel, then you're getting 300 million on a you know 100 100 million dollar investment. All of a sudden, things look a lot better. So that's what I'm hoping will happen, or perhaps they'll just outright sell it to Disney which the way Disney's been buying up properties lately, yeah. entirely possible. <laughs> but anyway, very good news for those of us who enjoy Spider-Man and hate the amazing Spider-Man movies. Um, and Still haven't seen the second. Yeah, well, again, you'll, you'll be just as underwhelmed as when you saw the first. Okay. Um, so, yeah, so that happened. And then on the other side of things, uh, Robert Orkey's, uh writing partner he writes with Alex Kurtzman the two of them together did uh, the Spider-Man movies the new Star Trek movies uh, the first Transformers and Jack of All Trades starring Bruce Campbell amongst <laughs> other things um, they've split up Alex Kurtzman has along with the Fast and Furious screenwriter Chris Morgan 
been uh, put in charge of a new ongoing large project at Universal, which is that they're planning to revive all of the Universal uh, classic Universal monster movies. Again? Yeah, but they're planning to revive them in a way in which they share a universe a la the Avengers. Ooh. Which would be pretty much exactly what happened in the 30s. Okay. Because they made Dracula, yeah. Frankenstein, Creature of the Black Loon, all that, uh, sorry, Creature of the Black Loon was later. They made Dracula, Frankenstein, The Mummy and the Wolfman, and then made movies like House of Frankenstein or Albert and Costello meet Frankenstein, where they all teamed up and had good times. So, um, I'm not particularly thrilled that the guy that wrote Transformers and the guy that wrote a Fast and the Furious sequel are the people put in charge of these classic and iconic characters at, at Does the this moment. Does we'll get another Van Helsing movie, maybe? Yeah, that's the thing, is that's what the tone yeah. would be, which Woo-hoo. I'm not particularly thrilled about. But... That being said, I like this. Classic Universal monsters are, you know, amongst the most yeah. iconic movie characters of all time. Maybe they should time. just, you know, throw them all into, like, Monster Squad 2. Yeah, you know, something like Monster that. Monster Squad, the next generation. That would work, too. Yeah. That would work, too. But anyway, that's happening. Universal planning to relaunch the monsters, and uh, they're going to... And I believe the, there's a Dracula movie coming out in the fall through them. It's unclear whether or not that will be related to this project. Or if it's just a Dracula movie they've made. It's probably. It seems yeah. a bit early. Yeah. But you never know. There might be a cutscene where Sam Jackson shows up and asks Dracula to join the Dark Avengers. Um, that would be cool. That would be good. Um, and the next one is a mummy movie. Um, again, unclear whether or not that's the continuation of the yeah. 2000s mummy franchise or an all new <gasps> mummy franchise. Could be. You never know. You never know. No, because then they lost some of their actors. And what kind of what stuff. actors did they lose? Rachel Weiss or Weiss or whatever her name is. Oh, they can get her back. She's not dead. I don't know if she'd come back. The third one was awful. It was really bad. So I don't know if I want to see them do a fourth one. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, well. Universal Monsters coming back. Could be good. Could be bad. We'll see. Yeah, we just don't know. Yeah, we'll see. So, yeah, Spider-Man, possibly dead. Universal Monsters, back to life. Um, next up. Uh, well, right, why don't I do this one instead? Um, while we're looking at sort of uh, massive franchise dealios, there was a thing this week. Uh, Rupert Murdoch is uh, trying, uh, who owns Fox and CNN and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, is trying to buy Warner Brothers. He offered them $80 billion. They turned what? it down. Um, oh but God. he's very aggressive. And the reason I bring this up is were this to happen, we would live in a very strange world in which it would be entirely possible for, while the X-Men could never join the Marvel Universe, they could join the DC Universe. Oh, I see. We could have so Batman versus X-Men Wolf. versus Batman. Yeah, we could have Batman versus X-Men. I like how it's X- the entire team of X-Men versus Batman. Yeah. And, the, and they would lose. Yeah. yeah. Of yeah. course they would. Even Wolverine going up he against Batman. He has anti-mutant spraying that belt. Yeah, yeah. Wolverine's going to lose going up against yeah, Batman. Yeah. So. But this is a very, very real possibility because Rupert Murdoch, $80 billion is a pretty aggressive That is bid. a very, very aggressive That's bid. A pretty, it's a pretty bold move. And while Warner Brothers turned it down now, you know, if he's throwing around eighty billion off the bat, well, that would suggest that perhaps it was a low offer. It was a low ball, yeah. yeah. And he's got more billions to throw around. And this, there's from yeah, a comic book movie fan perspective, that opens up a lot of strange, weird possibilities. I and see avenues. a lesbian relationship between Phoenix and Supergirl. I mean, I see that when I sleep too, but I don't know if it's gonna be a movie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> from an overall, you know, it's like health of you know society you know, perspective, that would be like catastrophic. That would- 
<laughs> oh my god, for Warner Brothers to also be under the wing of Fox News. That's just, oh, like, I know, right? Bad, bad, bad. It would be, yeah, it would be moving towards the point of there just being one corporation yeah. that owns yeah. everything. We're, we're going to need another Orson Welles to come out and make another Citizen Kane movie yeah. about Rupert Murdoch. And yeah. Just, yeah. That's true, which probably will be one of those one yeah. day. Yeah. So anyway, that's another weird bit of news I thought I'd get into. The next thing was uh, Entertainment Weekly did a big story on Avengers 2 this week, and they revealed Ultron. Did you, either of you guys see the picture of Ultron? I saw a picture. Yeah, he looks like Ultron. That's good. But we don't know whether he's made out of adamantium or not. Yes, that's the whole question. I don't know if they can use the word adamantium or not. It's bizarre. But, Fabulous um, metal? Yep, could be. Super strong, or, or, or Starkamentium, perhaps. Starkamentium, yeah. That would be lame. It's clear that Stark is going to be building it. But the thing that I enjoyed was they started to talk about very, very small details about the plot. And the one thing that I thought was really interesting in terms of where they're starting this off is, of course, S.H.I.E.L.D. is now defunct um, at the moment. Things aren't looking good. There is still an Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. television series, so I'm assuming they will get back together at a certain point. But at the moment, no S.H.I.E.L.D. So... In Avengers 2, apparently part of the central concept is that uh, Tony Stark, having gone through the horrendous experience of Iron Man 3 and now deciding he wants to be a hero, um, will now be personally financing the Avengers. And at that, that little joke at the end of Avengers 1 where the last image we see was Stark Tower with all the letters blown off except for the A that I thought was just a little cute capper was actually a signal that Stark Tower is going to be the Avengers capital and that A will be the only thing on the building. So that is the Avengers Mansion. Yeah, that is the Avengers Mansion now, is the gigantic Tony Stark. Uh, yeah. Even though it's no, not actually a mansion? No. So does this mean that Tony Stark is also going to start building the Quinjets and, you know, it's like all that other good Avengers stuff? It would, well, I mean... Is Jarvis going to be a real guy now, finally? I have a feeling that Jarvis is going to be Ultron. Okay. That's that the feeling I get. I think yeah. it's. I think it's safe to say that he's going to be that Tony Stark's going to be responsible. That, for that'll be quite emotional then if Tony Stark actually has to kill Jarvis, right? Because he really likes Jarvis. Or Everybody like likes Jarvis. Jarvis. Or perhaps, yeah. or perhaps Jarvis kills Tony Stark. Yeah. Yeah. And then well, becomes has, the new Iron Man. Yeah. Adamantium no, Man. Doesn't he have like so. five more movies he has to do? Robert Downey Jr. No. As Iron Man? It's not like. No. The only thing he's agreed to do is appear in Avengers Three. I thought there was a couple more he, appe- he nope, agreed. There like, are no, I thought his contract said something like eight movies nope, total. Nope. Oh, his, no. con- that con- his contract ran out after uh, oh. Iron Man 3, and his new contract involves no solo Iron Man All movies. Right. Just uh, Avengers 3. He's going to die. He very well could. He doesn't want to be. entirely possible. He doesn't want to be Iron He's Man. He's made it very clear yeah. he doesn't want to be around. And, you know, he made $50 million off of Avengers. He's probably going to make that off Avengers 2. So why leave? It just well, seems like a good a hundred, deal. Sometimes you want to do something different. Yeah, $100 million seems like, you know, I don't think he could spend that in his lifetime. Oh, oh, he could. It's Robert Downey Jr. I don't know. He'll party it away if yeah, he has actually, to. Yeah, actually, that's true. That, uh, yeah, he, he can just blow all that on drugs. Yeah. I don't weekend. know. A hundred million? He'd be like Scarface. I mean, and that's, we're excluding everything else he's done. That's just two movies. <laughs> he's going to have a star power. He could blow it all I don't see it happening. One weekend. I don't see it happening. I, I, I'd ima- I, I, you know, as incredible as he was as Iron Man, as important as that was to his career, I find it hard to believe that Robert Downey Jr. is going to continue being a superhero for the yeah. rest of his days. No, that's, that's I really fair. do. I, mean, I, I, I you know nobody wants to go down. No, like in cinematic history, is just like you know he was Iron Man. Exactly. I would love that, to go down as at least somebody. In like you know for the longest cinematic time, history. You know, for the longest time, Keanu Reeves was terrified that you know on, on you know his um, grave it was just yeah. going to say he played Ted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now nobody even really remembers. And now it's going to say he played Neo. Played Neo, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, so now he's actually willing to. Now I'm just gonna say he's sad Keanu. playing Ted again. I know it's yeah. true. Which would be great. It, it would be. I would watch. It'll it just be an image of sad Keanu on his gravestone. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I, I want to see him play Ted Theodore Logan again. Yeah. That would be great. I would totally watch another Bill and Ted's excellent yeah. adventure movie. Absolutely. But wouldn't you rather be remembered as Ted as not having a career at all when you tried? Just that one background actor, that one guy who no one ever remembers because he never does anything memorable. Hmm. Yes. I don't know who what you're talking about. Yeah. Wouldn't you rather be remembered as like Ted or Iron Man rather than be an actor who oh, never I gets see. remembered? Yeah, no, of course, of yeah. course, of course. No, what I'd imagine will happen is I don't think they'll necessarily kill Tony Tony Stark. I wouldn't be surprised if he just ends up becoming like the uh, the Q. Um, of the Marvel Universe. Oh, okay. Well, he'll just pop up <laughs> pop. and give people toys. He'll do, like, a scene where he show, Robert Downey Jr. shows well, up for a day, does some fast talk, and builds yeah. something crazy. He could do, like... And then Don Cheadle's yeah. War Machine. He could just stay in the tower doing mechanical stuff. Exactly. I yeah. feel like that's more likely. And then we'll have his... What, is this, isn't it supposed to be, like, his brother as Iron Man? Isn't that what the rumor was? I'm assuming that it there will at least be, like, a War Machine movie. And You'd think so. He'll be the main character yeah. in the suit for a bit. I don't know. This is all speculation, and this is getting to radically ridiculous speculation. <laughs> so, but anyway, um, yeah, that happened. And the last bit of news that I wanted to share, because I thought it was hilarious, was that last week, um, crap, let me just get so I the right names. Yeah, last week in uh, in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, the a couple of people from the, uh, you know the story already, Mel? A couple of people from the Myrtle Beach. It just made Beach, me think so- of Myrtle Beach. Wasn't that where old people go to retire? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, a couple of people, I guess they have a safari there. And a couple of representatives from the Myrtle Beach safari took a few of the chimpanzees, they're particularly intelligent uh, chimpanzees, to see uh, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. Um, it was a publicity stunt, but a really funny one. A lot of footage of the apes, uh, like, uh, like uh, cowering again with their magic, holding holding their owners while, the, while things got dramatic or applauding when things went well, shouting at the screen. Um, it seemed to it seemed they seemed to have really enjoyed it. They claimed that they were like fans of the Lord of the Rings movies and things like that. They really like watching movies. They seemed to enjoy it. However, the best part of the whole story was that people in the audience expressed concern that the apes may have learned may have learned about ape uprising from watching Down of the Planet of the Apes, and they thought perhaps that was inappropriate, which I thought was fantastic. Because you know they can call the other apes from the yeah. safari. God bless exactly. you. Through the internet and be like, apes around the world, let's exactly. get together. Yep. We'll get back to the safari and be like, guys, you aren't going to believe this. <laughs> we, we're missing out on something. Yeah, we can, like, rebel and stuff. Yeah. And next time one of them gets hit and just like, no! Mm-hmm. And then that's it. The ape uprising has exactly. been Exactly. So. But, the, but the, yeah, the bottom line is that in addition to uh, Dawn of the Planet Apes being very successful in theaters, uh, chimpanzees, big fans. Is, it, is there, like, a special ticket price if you want to bring your ape? I don't know how that works. It seemed seemed as though they didn't. I would imagine the ape would get in for free. I think between like adult and child pricing, yeah, Yeah. somewhere like that, yeah. So yeah, yeah. you bring in the Statue of Liberty. I assume you also get in free as well. (laughs) Touche, touche. All right, so there's that. Thank you, Phil. No problem. Also, your turn to tell us what you've been seeing. Oh yes, of course. I know what you saw. Yeah. You saw the purge. I did. I saw the purge. purge. Anarchy. Anarchy. Anarchy, Yes. Purge too. Yes. 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 Purge again. Purge harder. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So yeah, for those that don't remember, the purge came out last year. It's. uh, It's really just last year. Yep. Yep. Almost to the day. Um, by like three weeks, I think three weeks later. Um. So anyway, yeah, it's um general concept is that uh, 
in the future, there's next to no crime because the U.S. government decided once a year for 12 hours that there are no rules and people can get all of their violence and raping out of their system in one night. And it seems to have worked, aside from all the people that get killed and raped. Well, but, it's also population control. Yeah, it's true. There are a number of reasons why that it seemed practical. It really, really is a very Roger Corman-esque kind of... It is. It's, it's like a Death Race 3000 kind of situation. Oh, I love yeah. Death Race. Absolutely. And that would be a fantastic... And the movies would be fantastic if they had that kind of tongue-in-cheek, uh, overtly trashy tone. Fortunately, they don't. Do they, do they wheel the old people out into the street during the purge? So they no, can get purged out? sadly no. not. Aww. They should, though. Yep. Um, so, so uh, yeah, first movie, uh, you know, decently well done. Ethan um, Hawke was pretty Ethan good. Ethan Hawke was good to ground it. I thought, uh, yeah, I, I really liked the leader of the purgers. He was kind of like a Patrick Bateman type, but he was all right. Um, the main problem being that you didn't actually get to see the purge. It was essentially a yeah, home invasion movie. It was, it was just a home invasion yeah. movie, which was decent, but you kind of like, I want to see it. But this. yeah, the reason everyone went to see that movie was because of the concept, and they didn't get to see it. So, the good news with Purnage Anarchy is that you do, in fact, get to see the purge, and you get to see lots of it. Um, so that's a major improvement. The bad news is that pretty well every other aspect of the movie is dramatically worse than last time. Um, yeah, so it's a bummer. So uh, the story involves uh, a couple whose car breaks down and they're stuck in the purge and a mother-daughter who also end up stuck in the purge and they don't know what to do because it's the purge. how do you not plan to make sure you're at home by the time the purge no, starts? they went out grocery shopping. I would just be, no, yeah, fuck that. Like you it's 12 it. hours, yeah. yeah. Or get it earlier in the day or get uh, it the next morning. Ridiculous. Like, why would you even risk it? Yeah. Why? A lot of stupid, uh, lot of stupid coincidences to get there. So, um, from there... They deserve to be purged. I know. From there, it looks like it's going to be trouble, but then this guy shows up who uh, dresses like, aside from the skull t-shirt, dresses like of the course. Punisher and acts like the Punisher and has a similar backstory to the Punisher and has a similar sense of justice as the Punisher, um, but so is not the Punisher for the sake of legal reasons. He's the Punisher. Yeah, exactly. And he also drives Mad Max's car. And anyway, so he shows up and he decides to take care of them even though he's got some sort of purging plan of his own and a night is spent uh, running around the city dodging the purge. Uh, so... Uh, good news is, like I said, get to see the purge. There's some really good sequences, particularly anytime they show how rich people deal with the purge. Um, there's one throwaway gag that's really creepy, and then so the finale takes place in this sort of hunting zone they've created. Um, that's really, that, that, it's pretty clever and well done. Um, <clears throat> bad news is that none of the characters are feel like humans, so you just don't oh. give a shit if they live or die. In fact, you kind of want them to die. Which is fair enough in a horror movie because you come in with certain bloodlust, except for the fact that every five seconds, if people aren't explaining what the purge is, as if you weren't paying attention, they are explaining how violence is wrong, and making and really preaching it. So the only thing to get out of this movie is getting to see some sweet violence, but you're constantly told what a horrible person you are for enjoying for enjoying sweet it. violence, which I don't really care for. Um, and uh, yeah, I think. I'd say like this one is a little bit worse than The Purge, but just kind of flawed in different ways than The Purge was. Um, it's a shame because, yeah, like I said, I think it's a really great concept. If someone did it satirically and with a tongue-in-cheek, I think it could have been a really, really fun, subversive horror comedy as it stands. It or sort just of become like really dark, twisted. Totally. That'd be good, too. Yeah, totally. As it stands, sort of become... Uh, the summer blockbuster—the summer blockbuster equivalent of a horror movie—is you know it's not horrible if you stack it up against say like the Saw movies. I suppose they're on a similar uh, trajectory of quality. Um, I 
still think there's a good Purge movie to be made. Maybe there'll be another one. We'll I was see what happens. I kind of saying I haven't seen this one yet, but I'm already hoping that they make another one so they have a chance to get it right. Yeah, they've set up a franchise with it because uh, Michael K. Williams, uh, Omar from The Wire, I think he I could sit through five. shows up as like a, um, uh, a militant uprising leader who's trying to take down the government. And there's also... No, screw all that. Just make it a straightforward horror movie. I know, like, I just know. Make it wrong turn. It's just going to be slash and gore. Yeah. You can get five out of it. People will still see them. Yeah. No one will know the fifth one exists, but horror fans will watch it. Yeah, there are fun ways to do it. Um, I'm assuming it will continue. I mean, provided how successful this is, of course. Maybe if they actually take a couple years to make it rather than a yearly thing. Yes, and that's the big thing, is when you watch it, you can tell that the biggest problem with this movie is that it was cranked out. Like, the fact that the characters are meaningless, the fact that the dialogue is so bad, suggests it was sort of, this was a rushed first draft that was always going to be rewritten and then never Never was. Yeah. Um, Which is a problem. (laughs) But, yeah, I mean, if you enjoy the concept of The Purge, there are definitely some good sequences that I enjoyed within it, but unfortunately, not a good movie overall. Now, I would like to talk about uh, another movie that came out this week that's excellent. It's not genre-related at all, but it's such an interesting movie that I think it bears uh, discussion. Um, it's called uh, Boyhood. It's by Richard Linklater, who made uh, Days and Views oh, and Waking Richard Life and Linklater. stuff. Okay. He made the Before Sunrise, Before Sunset, um, and Before Midnight Trilogy, which is so most, most comparable to this, because basically what he did with this movie is he's been shooting it since 2002. He picked his main character, who was at that time uh, a five-year-old boy, uh, they would get together once a year, shoot a couple scenes, and the film is about this guy's entire childhood, and you see the main Jeez. character age from age 12 to 18 over the course of the film. Oh, my God. That's a long okay. process. Yeah, which is a really, really interesting stunt. I mean, people have done uh, things like similar to this in terms of franchises. Like, there are obviously the Seven Up documentaries. There's the Before Sunrise trilogy I talked about before. Francois Truffaut followed a character for... Uh, who was loosely based on himself for, I want to say, 20 years. Um, but again, through different movies. This is the first time everyone's done it in one movie, and it's a really, really interesting experiment to see it happen. Um, so it's basically... It's, and, and, and it's sort of about a family. Uh, the sister is actually played by Richard Linklater's daughter, and then uh, separated mother and father, the mother being Patricia Arquette, the father being Ethan Hawke. Ethan oh, Hawke. Ethan Hawke. Yeah. I just love him, Patricia him and Richard Linklater. Yeah, I know they're good buddies, and I think this is probably Ethan Hawke's greatest performance because I mean the, the the kid's really good in it, um, uh, but ultimately the way the movie works, the kind of the fact that you see him age kind of is the performance. He's very naturalistic and and feels like he's playing himself throughout, but he's kind of muted, and and just the fact that you see him go through that process is is the biggest part for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ethan Hawke actually changes dramatically from like kind of a deadbeat uh, loser dad into kind of uptight <laughs> insurance salesman, but in a really believable, very charming way. There's, uh, It's, you know, a, I think it still has 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. People have wow. been praising it constantly. It deserves that praise, and it's, okay. it's, it's an extraordinary bit of work, but at the same time, like, I feel like it's very easy to oversell because, like, all Richard Linklater movies is very small, very delicate. It's just observational. You're just sort of watching yeah. these people in this place. But there's something about the fact when it gets to the end, you really feel like you've lived with these people for this entire time. And there's a culminative emotional effect to it that's almost like impossible to describe, and is incredibly powerful and very moving and interesting. And um, I, yeah, I think it's a genuine masterpiece and a very unique movie and something that no one's ever tried before. And I find hard to believe anyone 
will do again really um, such a unique thing and uh, yeah definitely definitely check it out I think you're going to be hearing a lot about it I think it'll, it'll probably be one of those awardsy movies as the end oh, of the year yeah, comes yeah, out yeah. This, this one's got like you know, <laughs> yeah, cans or Oscar written all Sundance? over it totally yeah it, play, yeah it premiered at Sundance that's where it premiered um, so yeah anyway um, yeah I know it's not sort of that I have a movie I normally talk about but it's such a unique and wonderful thing I really wanted to mention it and encourage people to see it because it's uh, it's incredible Thank you, Phil. No problem, Ellie. It's called Boyhood? Boyhood. All right. Yeah. We'll look for it. Yep. When we'll watch it. Yeah, I probably will. Yeah, you will. It's really worth taking out. It's it's really impressive. I, I do like Link later, so. Yeah, me too. I like him a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I really like uh, Days and Confused, obviously. And also, did you see Bernie, um, which came out a couple years ago? No, Jack I didn't. Black. Uh, it's fantastic. It's based on a true story about this a vaguely effeminate but super nice guy who was like, um, the preacher at the local church in this small southern town and uh, he basically his only friends in town were the old women who like after their husbands died he would like sort of care for them and eventually the like the like millionaire Biddy in the town uh, who everyone hated because she was such a terrible person um, her husband died and he started spending a lot of time with her and then all of a sudden they became inseparable and they were going on vacations together really weird and then one day she pissed him off so much that he killed her and put her Jeez. body in a freezer and then went on to spend hundreds and hundreds and thousands of her dollars on uh, charity and building parks for kids and using all this money to really benefit the community. And then when it was eventually discovered that he killed her, um, the people in the community didn't want him arrested because he was such a nice guy and did a good thing. Uh, it was a really weird story. Uh, Jack Black plays the guy. Shirley MacLaine plays the old woman. I'm quite surprised um, that Jack Black would actually be yeah. He's fantastic in it. He's really, really, really good. Uh, Matthew McConaughey plays the like the the, pers- the prosecutor who tries to get him arrested. I was going to hope you were going to say he plays the old biddy. No, if only. Um, but yeah, it's an amazing movie too. I really recommend it. Everyone um, has their breaking point. Yeah, definitely. But anyway, that has nothing to do with anything. <laughs> <laughs> I like when you recommend movies. You know, cool as ice. You know yeah, who cool was in? Cool as ice. Fuck, that's good. Uh, who was in this city recently? The guy who played Samurai Cop. Oh, seriously? Yeah. Why? I don't know. I saw it come up in the Shock Stock thing. It's like you can meet Samurai Cop. That's I just automatically so thought of Phil. Funny. I love Samurai Cop. What I a just, hilarious uh, movie that is. Yeah. That's a magic piece of garbage. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm determined I'm going to watch Trolls 2. Apparently one of the best, the worst. Oh, best you've never seen Trolls 2? No. Oh, that's great. Worst movie ever made? But it's nuts. Gotta watch it. Oh, you have to. It's amazing. You've probably seen clips of it in like bad movie scene montages. Probably, but just not Pretty the whole famous. thing. I like, guess like, have you ever seen the one where the guy's like, he's eating her. Now they're going to eat me. Oh my God. That bit? That's Trolls? That's Troll 2. Troll 2? That's Troll 2. All right. Yeah. So, Wayne? What have you been playing this week? Oh, right. It's Another World. Yep. I've been mm-hmm. playing Another World. Yeah. Right? Like, I played it. I reviewed it. It's, uh... You did a video for it. I did a video mm-hmm. for it's it. It's your life right now. It's a game from 1991, mm-hmm. which means that you really have to keep your expectations firmly in check, because mm-hmm. it's a game from 1991. But it's an HD remaster. Yeah, it is, it is an HD remaster, so they tweaked the graphics, they made a widescreen, but it's it's an action-adventure game but it's at a hard. time when those games were really, really sadistic. Which is good. Yeah. So... I, you know, I played it and I struggled with it just the way I struggled with it when I first got it. But having had the benefit of playing through it, like you know, back in the '90s, I wasn't as stuck this time because when I died enough, eventually I'd be like, okay, I kind of remember what I yeah, did here the last it, time. You had to so. unlock that 23-year-old door. Yeah, exactly. So it's not a game that I would recommend to everybody. 
um, because it is so hard and brutal and unforgiving. I, I watched you played it. And yeah. you know what? I think a lot of people I know who've been missing that old school hard will actually yeah, really enjoy it. Yeah, people that miss old school hard yeah. will probably enjoy the game a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, people that wanted it really badly when they were kids in the 90s but couldn't afford it. It's now only $8, so they'll be like, at last I can go and buy this. Because that was me with Dragon's Lair. Yeah. It's like, you know, when I was a kid and Dragon's Lair first came mm-hmm. out in 1983 and I saw it for like 75 cents a play mm-hmm. in the arcade and I was just like, it would be so awesome if I could bring this game home with me. Mm-hmm. And so immediately once it became available on Blu-ray, I had to buy it. Yeah. So, you know, I, and I played the hell out of it. It is worth noting that if yeah. you're someone who has a phobia of, sh- of shin and knee <laughs> injuries that you should not play it. Yeah, there, there is a lot of yeah. shooting people in the knees and like, you know, kicking... You know, the knees slugs, are a good place yeah. to go if you're going to shoot someone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No yeah. one recovers from getting shot in the knee. Skyrim guys. Yeah, true, it's yeah. Like, yeah. If Terminator 2 taught us anything. Yeah. It's a and for, yeah. Aim for the knees. No, and, and the guards at Skyrim. Since, yeah. you know, they were all adventurers until they took an arrow to the knee. That's so, right. Yeah. That's true. You don't recover. Mm-hmm. Lots, of knee imi- in, in, lots of knee injuries yeah. in pop culture. Had, had you actually ever heard of this game before I started playing no. around with it, Phil? Really? No. You just, like, even in the 90s, it just, like, was. It came out in 91? Yeah. So I was seven and didn't okay. know yeah. a computer. Oh, I was seven too and didn't. Right. Computer? Yeah. <laughs> like what? Was, outside? Was, outside. Yeah. outside. It was available on the Super no, Nintendo on, yeah. and it was available really? on the Genesis. Yeah. Yep. It's like. I was seven. I was playing Disney games on yeah. my Genesis. Yeah. If it did, if they didn't carry it in jumbo video, I probably wasn't gonna play it. <laughs> well, they might have. You know, like like yeah. I said, the very first time I played it, it yeah. was actually a rental. For let me, me ask I, you I this. can't even remember what store it was that I rented it from. Now let me ask you this: Did it have a Caveman or Star Wars in the box? Um. Or was it were, NBA Jam? There were caverns. Because then, the no, I probably so, never okay. would have. Yeah. Never right. would have done it. At that age, you look at the box. Okay. Yeah, that's pretty much where it all came from. And if I remember, if I recognized it from Saturday morning cartoons oh, or yeah, yeah, advertising yeah. on Saturday morning You'd cartoons, then, then I would have played yeah. the shit out of it. It was. It was one of those, you know, like critically hailed games. Like I think even on like. Some <laughs> yeah, I certainly yeah, wasn't rail aware of critics at the time. <laughs> yeah, okay, that's, yeah, that's true. It's like yeah, it's like I think even on IGN, it's like you know they listed like you know the top. 100 greatest SNES games of all time. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, Another World made the cut. It was in that top 100. Yeah, we were seven. Yeah. Yeah. Not for me at the time. Although, ironically, it's like, you know, now that they've, um, you know, it's like reviewed the game again, it's like, you know, whoever they gave it to was obviously like a younger gamer because that guy (laughs) failed it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Reviewed it. Yeah. And, you know, and yeah, people on IGN were actually like, it's like, hmm, this game is actually listed as one of the top 100 greatest Mm -hmm. SNES games of all time. I would love to see. And the guy that just reviewed it was like, this game is crap. I don't understand why anybody. Mm -hmm. I would love to see a compare review from a young gamer and an older gamer just side by side playing that game. Yeah, because the younger gamers would be like I have absolutely no patience for this it's like you know, the checkpoints are unreasonable you're dying mm. over and over and over again this they don't tell you what to do they don't tell you what to do ever ever there's like no hint system no nope. nothing <laughs> you're on your own you just try and die that's the whole game so you know it's like yeah I, I played slugs it slugs can kill you yeah I played it and it was rough but you know it's like you know once once I sort of like you know got into that mindset of like it's it's 1991 you have help from nowhere. You've just got to get through this. Then, you know, it actually does become pretty satisfying. Did you channel so, your younger self, Wayne? Yeah, pretty mm-hmm. much. So, yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's it's not for the youngins of this day and age. So they, no. they will just get way too frustrated way too fast. No. I'm going to give it to my 16-year-old brother and see what he says. Yeah. But, you know, yeah, if, if you're sort of, like, you know, interested in collecting, like, you know, gaming museum pieces, then mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, by all means, buy it. It's like, it's eight bucks. Yeah. You know, it's like you're... you're not, so it's not going to kill it's, you. It's made bucks. for the nostalgic market. Yeah, it is. It yeah. totally is. 
It's digital download, correct? Hmm? They didn't actually full release a disc, did they, or is it just digital download? No, it's it's just a digital download. The yeah. the closest that you can get to like you know a physical release of this game is in 2012 they made like a Jaguar cartridge. Right, version, which Brendan is which determined is like to hunt down. Yeah, that's floating around somewhere. There is mm -hmm. a Jaguar cartridge, <laughs> and that came out in 2012. Mm -hmm. That's the closest that you get to a new physical release mm -hmm. of the game. You know, otherwise it's yeah, it's digital only. All right. Yeah, and then you and I also played a game separately on different systems. Uh, it feels true. We did. Oh yes, yes you we did. did. Yeah. You searched for the One Piece. Yeah, mm -hmm. the One Piece. Yeah. I, um, wait. Has okay. To start, has anyone at this table actually watched One Piece? No, nope, certainly nope. not. And nope. I'm going to tell you right now. I played the game. I cannot tell you a thing that happened in it. I cannot tell you a single character's name. I don't know anything about it, but I can tell you that I did have a lot of fun playing it. I did. It's basically a button masher, button brawl. Yeah. But, uh, but it's a pure brawler. fan service game. It yeah. was meant for fans. Yeah. Which kind of doesn't work for us because none of us are fans. Yeah. No, but I did. I did enjoy it. it. It did kind of. It did do a good job of capturing, even though I'm not familiar with the series, the kind of wacko, explosive, sensory overload charm of an anime series. Well, there you go. Um, the fighting mechanics I found, although extraordinarily simple, very fun. Um, I played it on the 3DS. Um, based on what the 3DS is capable of, I thought it looked absolutely gorgeous because yeah. it's basically just 3D spirit animation and it looks like an anime come to life. Yeah. I mean, every, every version of the game on every console is pretty much identical. Yeah. To that was Wayne's excuse for not playing. Yeah, yeah, totally. Well, so, I did play it. Yeah. I just you know, like, didn't see it all the way That was through. Wayne's yeah. excuse for not writing about it. Yeah. yeah, I'm uncertain whether or not I finished it or, or what. I have no idea what happened. I <laughs> no, no clue. I guess... The main people are like pirates, and they're like evil lords of the sea, or something like that. But you the mean, good news—the main bad guys. Yeah, definitely. But the good news is the heroes are very clearly the heroes, and the yeah. villains have that kind of like smirk slash yeah, see, evil like, that's, smile that's thing. That's kind of like the weird thing about <laughs> this. This exists in that anime universe where pirates means that you run around helping people and yeah. doing good deeds. Yeah. But it also means that you run around doing terrible things. And yeah. Well, it's because they're the evil warlords. They're it's the like, worst ones. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. you know, it's like Luffy. That's the name of the hero, and yeah. like his. Straw hat pirates, they run around doing yeah. good deeds. And Luffy's kind of like Mr. Fantastic. His yeah. limbs stretch when he, he stretches, punches people, yeah. which was fun. He's no, I, He's got the rubbery limbs. Yeah, no, so. purely as like a time waster and a button masher, I, I won't pretend that I didn't have a good time. I did. Yeah, I, I just have no fucking clue what happened or who so anyone is. Fans would have even a means. better time. Presumably, I yeah, can't comment on whether or not it's an accurate representation of the game <laughs> or whether it's what's on it or what. I Presumably, fans will love it. In terms of it being like such a slow release season right now, yeah. it's a it, it, completely acceptable time waster, yeah, the, the, if not the, a good game. The premise is pure fan service. I mean, yeah. It's like you know, Luffy's crew gets kidnapped. And so yeah. you've got to go oh, really? running around getting I had the no whole, idea. You've, you've got to run around getting the whole band together again and right. every time you do, you go off to a different island, but somehow this mysterious island actually happens to be a recreation of like, you know, a major episode in the series and you fight one of the major yeah. villains and then you know it's like your buddies get back together and you you know rinse and repeat yeah is that it's it's just no, none, of, none of this made yeah. any impression on me exactly. all i remember is there a bunch of little guys i beat the crap out of them until the big one appeared and then yeah. that was a little bit and then after that you know yeah, yeah you got a cutscene where it's like you know more new people showed up and they talked to you and it was like hey luffy yeah. we're, we're back together again it's like yeah okay. they were colorful yeah for sure yeah definitely yeah. but that was actually the premise of the game is that your crew gets kidnapped and you go off and fight old villains to yeah. get them back again all right, then. It was it was just yeah. giving people an excuse, and for the um, you know One Piece fans, the guy that starts all of this off, that red pirate that you see in the opening cutscene. Sure. He's, Honestly, when you could make something up, I'd agree with you. He's right now. Yeah. he's brand new. Okay. So it's like all the other villains are existing villains from the show, but the main villain that kicks all of this off <coughs> in the opening cutscene, he was a new character that was made for the game. All right. Yeah. 
one other thing I do want to say, because I'm not sure if this is a weird thing with my copy of it or not, was it says in the box for the 3DS that it's in 3D, <coughs> but when I played it on my system, yeah, 3D. 3D wasn't even an option. Like, I couldn't turn it on or off. It seemed like it had been uh, 3D. It'd be that removed. is weird. Yeah. yeah, it was very weird. Now, the thing is, I do have a launch release 3DS, so I don't know if perhaps that's part of it. If it's I, just, I doubt that that would really have no, any No, you don't think that would have any impact? No. I just figured that was worth mentioning because it was very bizarre. And it's a game that I think would have looked great in 3D if they mm -hmm. had been able to turn it on, um, but I couldn't, so I'm not sure what's going on there. Because like I said, it says in the box, playable in 3D. Yeah. You should look it up, see if it's a problem yeah. in general. Thank you, Phil and Wayne. No problem. Wayne had more. <laughs> you actually did some research there, Wayne, didn't you? No. Um, no? No, it, it just so happened that, you know, it's a, which is, again, one of the other reasons, I guess, that I couldn't have actually reviewed mm -hmm. the game is that I interviewed, right, you did the, I interviewed the developer okay, yeah, yeah. at uh, Namco, so. Right. So you <laughs> so, actually knew something So they, they actually told me a ton of stuff about the game. Right. But, uh, yeah. It was fun, for sure. There you go. Yeah. And I have been playing. I went back to Donkey Kong. Oh, three on uh, the Wii U. Uh, Tropical Freeze. Yeah. God damn, I love that. Because game. man, it got yeah. Okay. Yeah. It got it got difficult to the point where you're just like, that's it, I'm done, yeah, and you just walk Donkey, away for like a week or two. Yeah. And then you come back, sure. you're like, oh, I can get through this level again. And then mm. you get five levels in, and then you're like, okay, that's it, yeah, I'm done yeah. again, and you just walk away from the game. Did you try not playing it without multiplayer. That helps a lot. No, I love playing with multiplayer. Yeah, but it's so hard. No, because when we we're on one of those levels where it's the, just the, the the silhouette of everything and oh, things those. just falls. It's yeah, all the dinosaur yeah, yeah, bones yeah. that just fall apart. It's pretty well just a timing pattern record. That or I just get on Donkey Kong's back. Ah, oh, yeah. Because you can do that too. Okay. Although usually I survive longer than oh, you I see. Does so now, you play so multiplayer yeah. so that you have the option of not playing. Sometimes. Okay. That's more, okay. No, that actually, makes more sense. That makes more sense. That makes a lot more no, sense. No, actually, I actually um, outlive him and outrun him. Well, and then course, just kind of be like, dies, all right, I'm just play. abandoning you. <laughs> <laughs> no, because if you're on his back, and I think you die first if he yeah. gets hit. So. Oh, oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. So no, it's not like I jump off his back and just go without him. Right, right, right. right but no, it's a good right. option because they do have those things that will fall apart and the two of you can't always make it together yeah. so it is good that you can it's a great game I probably like it even more than uh, the Mario game that I actually do too yeah. I think it takes way more skill than that Mario game did. oh yeah definitely it's but but I mean that's Donkey Kong take more skill than Mario is pretty yeah. standard at and this point but I just I just think the way it was designed the way yeah. it's put together is beautiful those silhouette levels are, are absolutely incredible, gorgeous yeah. Yeah. they really are they really really are it's a nice change up too because even though Mario does water and all that stuff, it doesn't feel the same like it does in Donkey Kong Country. No. Like, it's so different. It has its own feel. They really yeah, nailed it, it down, and I thought they did a great job with that. And then after we got fed up doing Donkey Kong, we started uh, Epic Mickey, The Power of Two. Oh, yeah? How's that? Uh, the game itself. Actually, not that bad. Oh. Lots of puzzle solving, because you have the, the paint in the thinner. Yeah. yeah. The paint and thinner is a fun thing. The, uh, what I can't get past is it is a Disney game mm. by a Disney studio, and the animation is awful. Wow. Oh. Like absolutely terrible. Yeah, it's actually Sucks. kind of baffling that you know, it's like, and it's not like they were on a budget. No, I mean they if, they had money to make. Look game, up so. a cutscene on YouTube, and if it looks like it's choppy and bad, you think it's that quality of that video? No, that's what it looks like in game. Aww. And for a Disney studio, that's what I was it's expecting really, to be impressed it's really by. Weird. Because it looks like they're missing in between frames. It looks like it was done by a student half the time. Like, it was I'm, done by Mark Spector's studio. Yeah, Warren? that's right. It is a Mark Spector. Warren Spector. Yeah. Yeah. Warren Spector. Yeah. 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 I was like, who's Mark Spector? His little brother that I don't know about? Yeah. <laughs> yeah you're right. Yeah. It's uh, like, yeah, Warren Spector has yeah, been in the I industry was... for a while. The guy knows what he's doing. And so. not only that, he loves Disney. Yeah, as well. He so. adores Disney. And I don't think this is his fault. I think they put 
some sort of time crunch, something on him. There's no yeah, way this would have gone by. Yeah, probably time constraint, if because not budget, yeah. Even if they had done it like cartoons look, how they do their cartoons now for television, it would look a thousand yeah. times better. Well, I mean, also, it could have been that it was designed as, like, a Wii game, and they tried to bump it up. doesn't matter. It's not that. It's the animation. Like, it looks like it's missing in between frames. Really? So it just looks like someone got sloppy. Yeah. Bummer. Yeah, I guess they were putting too much effort into making Maleficent shitty to focus maybe. on that. <laughs> this is a few years ago, actually. So it would have been before Oh, Maleficent. yeah, this yeah. is a while ago. So they were putting yeah. too much effort it's not into Planes 1. Oh, yeah. I don't know. That was just last year. Yeah, it was a weird thing. I saw two movies this this week that were sequels to a movie that came out a year ago. Oh, Planes, no. Are, you like, think movies are going to turn into, like, Call of Duty and become an annual I thing? Hope not. I hope Plane, not. I, I don't know. Planes 2 was the worst Oh, God, was that out, too? Oh, Ugh. You have no No, idea. I'm staying away. You have no idea. It's horrendous. And, excluding credits, I think it barely... If it hits 70 minutes, I'm impressed. I don't what? think it did. Yeah, I don't think it did. Wow. It was very clearly... A movie cash that was grab. made, yeah, it was a cash grab. But more importantly, I think it was made to be one of the like direct-to-video Disney sequels. But because the direct-to-video market is not Dead. close to what it used to be, they just shoved it in the theaters. And oh. I pity all the children and parents that go see that this weekend. Oh, I'm sure. At least I, I think Epic Mickey Power of Two is at least better than that. <laughs> I've, it's you know just what? The Without even playing it, I guarantee yeah. it is. It's it's just the the 2D cutscenes. That's too that are bad. Horrible. Yeah, because Disney that'd be the one studio I you know. wouldn't think that'd be an issue with. Sadly, I'm not surprised Junction Point got closed after this. Aww. But other than that, it's actually kind of a fun game. We're playing a multiplayer, of course, because we can. Yeah. Yes. And uh, if you know Disney history, it is fabulous. It is all in there and great. And I do love Warren for that because he got everything in there. Yeah, definitely. All the little things. All the eras, too. All the Not just things. the characters. Like they, it just, feels, it'll, you'll feel like you'll be in Steamboat Willie or whatever. Yeah, like the, um, on Main Street, there's a statue of Disney and he's holding Oswald's hand. Because like in the Disney parks, there's Disney holding Mickey's yeah, hand. Yeah, 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 and yeah, they're yeah. supposed to be brothers. And it's really cute. And I enjoy that aspect of it because I'm running around going, oh, my God. And Mike's mm. just like, what the hell? I don't understand <laughs> any of this. I'm like, whatever. Disney fangirl knows what you're talking about. Yeah. So. Cool. It's it's cute. It's twenty bucks if you have someone to play with or you have kids, definitely pick it up. Oh yeah, twenty bucks is quite reasonable. Yeah, definitely. It's incredibly reasonable. I have it on PS3. It's not just a Wii U thing, and they're not just a Wii exclusive anymore. Right? Yeah, that's so, true. Yeah. Yeah, and it, if you have, it couldn't be because they needed yeah. to make. If you have yeah, kids, it, so. let them have it, man. It's great. Yeah. And it's got a lot of problem solving. They'll actually use their brain. Sweet. Yeah, brains, good. Mhm. I think that was it for me. Yeah, I think that's it for everyone. Yep. Yeah. Perfect. Thanks for tuning in. You can check out Phil's full review of The Purge 2 Anarchy on cgmagonline.com. Yeah. See his actual score. Sad. Yeah. Sad face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You can also check out his One Piece review on cgmagonline.com. You can check out Wayne's review of Another World on cgmagonline.com. We also are still giving away Black Gold Online actual disc games. That's right, people. It's a disc. It's the Conqueror's Edition, so it comes with a whole bunch of extra stuff. You can look it up on our website to enter. It's in the little slider thing. Just uh, All you have to do is follow us on Twitter, follow us on Facebook. You'll get some entries in. You can enter multiple times a day so you can get your name in there as much as you possibly can so you can get a nice hard copy of Black Gold Online. Delightful. Isn't that delightful? Super delightful. So you can also follow us on our social media, which is facebook.com slash comicsgamingmagazine, mm-hmm. where you can keep up to date on all of Phil's snarkiness. Yep. <laughs> I like you make the face first and then you agree with me. <laughs> they can't see the face, Phil. Yeah, I know. That's bad for podcasting. That's of my bad. Of course, you can also follow us on Twitter at, at CGMagPlus, where you can also keep up on Phil's snarkiness. Yep. And I'm on Twitter at 
that Bill Brown. Yeah, where you can keep up on his personal snarkiness yeah. outside of the CGM realm. Please do. I'm at Kixen Chaos, K-I-X-X-E-N Chaos. Wayne is Real Wayne Santos. You can also follow us and Wayne on Google Plus. We're Google.com. Was it little plus line? No, I think it's backslash little plus sign CG Mag Online. I the little plus line just in the address bar just mixes me up <laughs> every time. They couldn't have write, like written out plus. I had to put in the actual little plus sign. And you can just search for Wayne Santos. You can find him there and all his personal ramblings aside from the CGM stuff. You can also follow Brendan on Twitter at Beefried. Is it just Beefry or Beefry Twenty Six? It is Beefry Twenty Six. Mm. Is there another Beefry? He doesn't know. He's just off mic. And that's it for now. Thanks for tuning in. We'll talk to you next week. Bye.